0: Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to Real Skiers with Jackson Ho. Greetings, dear listeners. This episode is culled from the pages of Snowbird Secrets, a channeled compilation of 22 lessons the mountain would like to teach us. This particular meditation is called On Music. It's dedicated to my most musical co-author, Guru Dave Powers, in hopes of his speedy recovery. If you enjoy this meditation, pop on over to Amazon and order up a copy of Snowbird Secrets. I can assure you that you won't find these lessons anywhere else. And now, on music. In the unwhite world, there is rarely a moment when we can filter out all the static energy that surrounds us and experience silence. So we play music and play it loud. The better to drown out the noise but all we've done is add another layer, albeit a pleasurable one, to the din. Is it any wonder, then, that when we head to the mountains, we bring our habits and our music with us, our defense against an invasive world? We cocoon ourselves in an envelope of soothing sound, incubated by imported rhythms. No matter how exquisite or sublime, the music we wear like a shield isn't the music of the mountain. Be here now. Hear the music of where you are. The white world emits sounds all its own, beats of energy that can only be heard in the quiet. The white world tries to teach us to be still so we can hear its soft music. In the rare air of altitude, these powerful vibrations travel great distances, so they are accessible for all to hear. But they can't complete the transmission if a collision of sounds already occupy the ears of the internalized. Put away the iPod, Luke, and let the force be with you. If you put down your imported music, if you can leave it behind in the unwhite world that spawned it, you'll find the first natural notes you hear are products of the wind. The wind operates its music factory on two levels, the general and the specific, or more accurately, the public and the personal. On a grand scale, the wind uses every feature on the mountain to create its own calliope, blasting out notes that can be heard as far away as cottonwood. These top notes are accompanied by the private music it reserves for each individual as he slices through the activated air. The personal notes are more interesting because they're more variable, subject to change with a turn of the head. As one ear cavitates in relation to the wind, creating an oral eddy of lower vibrations, the opposite ear hears a higher frequency. Together, the wind song forms a symphony by one, of one, and for one. These are your sounds, music composed and performed by your movements. Like the sounds of breaking waves or a gurgling stream, these natural rhythms can have a mesmerizing effect, slipping us into a state where our mind is less busy, more focused and calm. In the quiet, You can hear sound not just in your ears, but beneath your skin, a sonic pulse that plays a duet with your signature life force. The sounds your skis create as they impact the snow hold a data mine of information. Skis are tuning forks we get to ride, notes just waiting to be played. A switch in their sonic pitch presages a shift in the snow surface. A staccato vibration sings a song of boilerplate frozen to the hardness of tungsten. The soft, Long notes of corn snow instill the certainty that almost any turn will hold its course. The purr that powder makes as your skis plow it aside is cut from the same sensory cloth as the low, reverent notes murmured by a chorus of monks. With each turn, your voice harmonizes with theirs. Only when you stop do you realize how loudly the music of angels rang in your ears, singing a melody meant for your ears only. The music of your skis, emanating from each caress of the mountain, overlays shattered crystal treble notes on the wind song. The crush of steel on crystals of essence releases vibrations of Wagnerian power, connecting to that primal part of us that detects disturbances in the ether. This interactive song, created by your interplay with all the forces loose on the mountain, taps into a wellspring of joy so intense you may have to give it voice, the final ecstatic note of your own elemental symphony. The Sonata the Mountain Sings to Us isn't military music with its strident, changeless beat. The mountain stores an eclectic selection of playlists, but none of its emanations are as monotonous as a metronome. Point being, the mountain shouldn't be skied that way. Disobey the drill sergeant in your head. Stop making turns. Don't play scales, play the concerto of gravity's stream. Let the energy flow from your skis, up your stacked bones, and through the top of your head. We are made of energy. We ski because when we do, we rediscover this essential truth. When we ski well, we become pure vessels of force, photons in a beam of light shining from the base of the tetrahedron, both wave and particle, both music and the beam it rides upon, shining endlessly through space-time. Herein lies the secret of the mountain. We are but notes. Musical fragments in a song of unimaginable beauty this mountain sends out to this precious universe. We may be the inaudible tree falling in an empty forest, but still we, like the mountain upon which we stand, strive to be heard. This is why we feel the vibration of the mountain beneath the skin, because it's coursing through every corpuscle, activating every axon that makes up what we call a self. The cadence of the mountain isn't a metaphor, a game of the imagination played to trick us into believing we can connect to a stupendous pile of rock and crystals. It's as real as mathematics or cymatics, the proof that music is geometry, that all that separates sound from solid is our inability to see the connection. Once we know that all we imagine to be substantial is made up of notes, all that is left to discover is the plasticity of time. This awareness also lies before us with the clarity of light itself. When we move at speeds humanoids were never meant to, we discover in the still center that time is elastic. We have all the time that we need. Good thing, because that's all we're going to get. How is it possible that standing on a harmonic device made to write a curved surface over an inverted funnel, we can feel such completion? Is it a bribe from the mountain, a payoff, a yummy treat to encourage us to ride the cycle again to the top? Do you notice how the same soul that arrived two seconds ago on the plaza spent his mortal coil melting into his boots suddenly finds the wherewithal to scramble after the next tram? Tent revivalist wouldn't have the audacity to conjure such a metamorphosis yet it happens with the regularity of an all prune diet. When you let the mountain decide the cadence of your arc and its energy flows through you unimpeded, every beat builds the puissance of its antipodes. The mountain pulls your energy on the downbeat and sends it back with vigorish at the top. The ski hums its programmed harmony, letting the light and vibration pass through as if it were an extension, not just of your body, but of your spirit. As you stand on the absolute center, energy flows so smoothly in all directions that you feel the magnificent equanimity of light traveling infinitely in all directions without losing focus. That part of you that is still sensationally flesh feels nothing but the sensuality of soft snow sloughing off the edge. It's such an overflowing feeling, you may start laughing with joy you can no longer contain. People wouldn't keep returning to this mystic center if they weren't getting the message. The music of this place is theirs as well, as it was before they were born, as it will be centuries from now. The sounds of the mountain are our vibrations, our notes, being played by everyone's participation in the dance, right now, for our ears only. For we are the notes we hear. This has been Real Skiers with Jackson Hogan. Thanks for listening.